0: A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 6. Isn't he your father and creator? Didn't he make you and sustain you? Being a parent is a lifestyle, not an accident. It is not something that is thrust upon you, although it can feel that way sometimes, but it is something into which you are formed, a thing you become. Some of us had great parents, whether they were our mom and dad, step parents, grandparents, or some other adult who filled the role. These parents listened to our worries, pointed out our areas of growth, pushed us down a path we were afraid to go but knew it was the way for us. Some of us had horrible parents, ones who were absent, degrading, and abusive. These were the ones who made us feel worthless, that we could do nothing right, that we should never have been born and treated us as a mistake or inconvenience rather than a gift and a joy. Either way, we've been impacted by our mothers and fathers in particular ways, and in turn have become the parents we either had or did not have in order to compensate for whatever sins or mercies that have followed us down through the generations. It is one of the least talked about graces of God that we have a God who calls himself Father, a Father who speaks of himself as a giving Father, an Abba Father. A daddy who is gracious and merciful, a parent who, regardless of our own failings as parents or the failings of those who raised us, stands in the gap for us to take upon himself the mantle of God as parent. If we have a horrible relationship with our parents, then we know where we can turn to find the father we never had. If we had a great set of parents, we we know how we can talk about God the Father with others because we know what a good father looks like. Having God as our Father does not stop us, though, from reverting back to many of our parental sins. The story of Israel and of us is one of turning our backs on the Father we have in the Lord because we either feel we have no need of this godly parentage or we think we can do better on our own. Think about it. Abraham is promised a son in his old age, but as he gets tired of waiting, he takes the task into his own hands and has Ishmael. Jacob worries about his life as a second-born son, and so he cheats his own father with the help of his mother. Talk about a dysfunctional family. The Hebrews in Egypt are rescued from Pharaoh and can't go a week without believing that God doesn't care about them and won't provide. In fact, it is Moses in his farewell address who ridicules the Israelites because they have given God the middle finger on more than one occasion, and yet Moses still proclaims to them, Isn't he your father? Isn't he the one who brought you into existence and bore you through the Red Sea and carried you as you traversed the wilderness because of your sins? Isn't he the one who has made you his own only because he desired you above all nations and not because you are somehow more awesome than the Amalekites? This message is what is the bulk of the Old Testament on repeat. The New Testament is the embodiment of this God who has loved us in a way that even our good fathers cannot. Holy Week being the journey of our God to the cross for the purpose of not only dying to take away the sins of the world, but to make us his own possession, adopting us as his sons and daughters. God comes in Christ to make sure we know that we are not an accident or a nuisance, but a purposeful choice he made. That is the love of the Father. That is this God we have been following these weeks in Lent. That is the love that awaits us both in the gospel of Jesus Christ and in the resurrection that comes from it. A purposeful, deciding love that has made the choice to love you in all your flaws and glories. To love you without any worries of you loving him back. That is what agape is and that is the love of the cross. The Father sending his Son to redeem you from all the good and bad dads you've had or been in order that you might have the one dad you need.